Alright, so I am Christina, and I am doing this podcast called Happiness Matters, and this is episode one. I am want to welcome my guest, Tanya Nowak, um, and I'm going to have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, hello, Christina. It's really nice to be here. Thank you so very much for inviting me to be part of your podcast. So I'm a mental health counselor, um, and I've been practicing for about, um, I'd say, 10 years now. Um, And I've been doing my own private practice uh, for about going on 10 years as well. Um, I have worked before I started my private practice, so I guess I've been in this much longer than I am saying I have been. But um, I've worked with military families. Um, I've worked with couples, um, worked with children, and what I really enjoy is um, assisting people finding their balance, finding their happiness, which things that make them happy. And we all may have a different viewpoint of what that might look like. Uh, so it's, it's, for me, it's very, very rewarding to, to see how people are able to develop their happiness and how they then can move on and, and live an enriched life. Yeah, and you have been instrumental for me in finding my happiness along my journey. I have been with you for about two and a half years now. And I feel like I've grown tremendously with your guidance. And so that's why it was important for me to have you on here because I feel like you've influenced me so much along the way. And I really value your opinion in all this. And so when I was asked to do this, I thought you would be perfect for it. Thank you. So I'm going to get started with the questions I have. And my first question, which you kind of touched on a little bit, is what is your definition of happiness? Well, my own personal definition of happiness might be different from somebody else's um, happiness. Um, To me, happiness is living an enriched life where you really enjoy and and are able to live to the fullest of your own capabilities and do it with zest of life and you know enjoyment and seeing the small things that are helping you happy feel happy and and be happy um and to continue to look for those rather than just say well only if i've reached this goal am i going to be happy that's not necessarily how it works being happy Mm -hmm. we the journey often is part of the happiness to to understand you know going through this process of of finding myself and finding ways to to enrich my own life because it's not about others or things making you happy. It's about yourself making yourself happy and continuing on with that and, and developing that more and more because we change. We don't stay mm-hmm. the same. It's not stagnant. It does change. That coincides with some research I've done um, saying that we have a baseline level of happiness and there's certain things that can come in and like winning the lottery or mm-hmm. things like that that can you know heighten our happiness in that moment but then once that kind of high is done you fall back down to that baseline level of happiness right yes absolutely do you think happiness and joy are the same thing i don't know if it's necessarily the the same thing i think you know things certain experiences bring us joy right or people bring us joy but it's part of happiness. It's not necessarily the same thing. It's just part of it in my mind. Because, you know, we can experience joy 
doing certain things, being around certain people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're happy, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's those are two different things, and but they go hand in hand with each other if we can you know combine those two. That's good. Um, what are your thoughts on genetics and how they play a role in our happiness? Do you think that people who are diagnosed with anxiety, depression, or other mental or behavioral health problems have less of a chance of cultivating their own happiness because of those health problems, which is great because you're, you've been in this field for a long time, so this is a good question for you. <laughs> it might be more challenging for them. It might take them longer to get there, but it's not impossible. So, I mean, to me, we all have certain challenges in our lives, whether it is mental health, whether it's you know physical ailments, um, whether it is even how we are raised um, and, and the experience that we've come from. It might make it more difficult, but it doesn't mean it's something we can't achieve. Okay. It might take longer to get there then. Yes. And then, does gender, marital status, wealth, education, religion, and or areas in which we live affect our means of happiness? Could. But we've seen, let's see, put it this way. We've seen very, very rich and very famous people. Mm-hmm. that truly are not happy yeah. even though we would expect them to be happy because they have everything they would want at least in our mind right? because we might not have everything that we would want and then we have people in absolute poverty that are living totally fulfilled lives and are happy Yeah. so it's kind of a difficult thing to answer I think it really depends on the mental state of that person how are they feeling how are they perceiving their own lives and how are they able to maneuver certain stressors in some of the research I've done, they have said, have stated that um, prettier women or wealthier people or, um, you know, um, people who are spiritual have, that have something to cling to have an easier time finding that happiness versus somebody who may experience external problems, uh-huh. you know, because it's just the society we live in and things like that. Uh-huh people's opinions seem to really matter and affect our happiness That's which we allow that my correct? own too which yes. i've had to work super hard exactly. on tuning those things out exactly but you see you the thing is you have gone through the processes to figure out a way to not be so influenced yeah. by which is not really hard <laughs> i know it is a hard it's very hard yes absolutely because we've been conditioned to listen to other people's opinions rather than to listen to our own which again is difficult for us then to reach happiness and to maintain happiness because those are old habits that that will come back to haunt us so to speak Mm -hmm. to try to lure us back into our old ways and so we lose that that track of I was on the super good track of feeling good and finding my happiness Mm -hmm. and and seeing life from a very different viewpoint yes I've come in here countless times like having to just center myself because it's been hard like I feel like I'm safe in this room and then I go out into the world and I'm so driven by everything and everybody else's opinion that I've had to learn with your help how to overcome that and how to change those habits it's been a long process of even my life do you think that in the home in which you grow up in and though you know play a role in that absolutely yeah because that's that's your first experience with what life should look like yeah whether it's the right way or the wrong way for you Mm -hmm. but you won't know that until you're an adult that's why it's been so important for me to change that for my own children because of my own experiences Mm -hmm. and things like that and 
how do we do that? That's my next question is, um, what do you, who do you think the happiest people are and, and why? I think the happiest people are those that don't allow external sources to influence them that much. To, to be able to look at the small things that make them happy, you know, just like walking down the road and somebody smiles at you, mm-hmm. you know, appreciating things like that. Like in our area, we have this beautiful mountain, right, that doesn't, isn't always out. Yeah. But when we see it, to say, wow, isn't this fantastic? I get to live here. Yeah. Things like that, those are the small things, you know, to really focus on all the little things that we're blessed with, so to speak, and to appreciate those every single day and not be basically compounded by the negativity because we're surrounded with a lot of negativity. Yes. And, you know, whether it's stressors at work, um, stress with your relationship. And comparisons. Exactly. It's like the root of all evil. (laughs) It is. It's a very, very tough thing. But to be satisfied and content with what you have and appreciate what you have and to dream about the things that you'd like to have and, you know, to focus on how can I get there and to appreciate the process. We're going to have blockages that's going to happen, but not to see those as absolute negativity, but rather as a source of learning. Mm -hmm. What can I learn from this? Why did it not work this time around? Because that's going to change your perspective on what's happening. The negative isn't as negative anymore. It's more of a learning experience. Yeah. And that changes a lot. Which I have learned to look at life like that Mm -hmm. in relationships and people I meet and friendships, things that come and go. What did I gain from this? And you have taught me that. Instead of looking at, oh, this didn't work out, what can I learn from this and take on into my next venture or whatever? Um, I, what do you think is the best way to achieve happiness and how do we maintain that? So like I mentioned before, I think it's really important, number one, to find your own balance. Mm-hmm. You know, to find out what, what makes me who I am, what are things that are important to me, and how can I start retraining my brain to focus on the good stuff? How do you do that? So basically when you, when you're, you start off very small, you start off by looking at what are some positive things that have happened to me today? And you start journaling about those. Mm-hmm. And you can do that at the end of the day when you're laying in bed and you start writing down a list of positive things that have happened to you. In the morning, if you want to add to that, you can write some, some things down that you'd like to have happen or that you're appreciative about. Those are very important too because then you already have a list of things that you can fill your heart with mm-hmm. at the beginning of the day to say, these are things I, I feel blessed for. I'm really appreciative of about having these things. And these are some things I'd like to have happen. Yeah. Or, you know, you start focusing on, like, let's say we're driving down the road and every traffic light is green. And you say to yourself, wow, thank you. And you feel this surge of, of just happiness, right? What about when every traffic light is red? <laughs> Obviously, it's trying to tell you you're going too fast. That's, You need yeah. to slow down. Yep. That's where we take our learning experiences. Yes. Um, I did, I watched a TED talk on meditation and how important it is for us. It's a practice Mm -hmm. to train our minds to think a certain way. What about um, people who don't necessarily believe in those things or don't necessarily believe in a higher power or feeling blessed or things like that? How would you, 
how would you navigate through that? Well, that's a very difficult thing, of course, right? But again, they they have learned how to navigate life in that way. So it's a matter of, of finding out what will touch them enough for them to start retraining their thought process. Because, you know, we're, we're humans are animals of habit. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to do what we're used to doing because it's easy, mm-hmm. right? Whether we're uncomfortable with it, it doesn't matter. It's just something that we become comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of them coming to the point in their lives and saying, you know, I'm not happy with the way things are going in my life. What can I do to make a change? And that's the point right there where you can start introducing small changes for them that they can be successful with. And to, for them to then recognize life feels better mm-hmm. when I start focusing on the positives and have something that I want to focus on. And so I would do very similar exercises with them too to start off small. How would you, um, what advice would you give in regards to certain influences or relationships in your life that maybe are not positive? How do you navigate those? Well, there come in the boundaries, right? You need to figure out what what is really bad in my life right now. What repeatedly has been telling me this is not the right way for me. So you need to figure that out. That's part of that whole balance act, right? Finding your own balance. If you've noticed that some people are really bad influence on you or mm-hmm. negative influence every time you, you're together with them, you just feel totally exhausted after seeing them or just not good. That's when you have to start asking yourself, is this relationship a healthy relationship for me? Or do I need to change something about it? Mm-hmm. Whether it is not being around this person as much or really setting boundaries with them. What boundaries would you suggest? Well, maybe there are certain topics that really get you back into a zone of mm-hmm. your life and your brain yeah. that takes you back to a place you don't, do not want to be back in. So that would be something you can say, I, I'm not going to discuss these, these topics with you anymore, for example. Do you feel like region plays a part in our happiness, like where we live? It could potentially, yes. Because they say, like, I know, like, Scandinavian and Norwegian and those areas tend to have the happiest types of people. Why... Like, science says so many different things about about happiness and the study of happiness and this place pertains to it and that pertains to it. But I'm just more interested in achieving that happiness, even if it's moving that baseline level of which I had from when I was younger to now mm-hmm. and staying with that and not getting off course. Well, a lot of that has to do, again, with how are you able to find balance? Okay. You could live in the crummiest area, but you can still have balance in your life and feel happiness. So really, science can only do so much. Science can't really tell you how truly are your emotions feeling, doing, what is that influencing truly? They can do a lot of research on it, yes, absolutely. But it cannot tell you exactly how to do what because we're all different. Yeah. We're all wired differently. That's why this topic was so like difficult for me because I know what makes me happy mm-hmm. and I you know, you know my faith. I have that I feel like with that and you it's really guided me on my own quest, my own journey and 
not in a religious standpoint, but just believing that there's something good out there amidst all of this and you giving me the tools to overcome all the outside sources sources and like external stuff and um being that light for my own kids so that way they don't necessarily that way they have the tools when they get older to be able to overcome those things um do you have any like tidbits of information or help helpful tips that you could give to maintain happiness you said journaling was one of them journaling is one of them i mean meditation is a wonderful tool Um, it helps you really focus on what you need to be focusing on i mean there's a lot of guided meditations that can be used Mm -hmm. Um, some people love music and they 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 gather a sense of happiness from that is listening to that some people love to be physically active meaning they may want to go for walks they may want to go for bike rides they may want to go jogging i mean whatever it is they may want to be around animals trying to do the things that you know you're going to become get positive energy from and do it as much as you can that would be very very important to maintain that happiness ask yourself questions how is that influencing me and why is it influencing me this way especially when it's something that you that you feel like it's really strong strong influence on you that might be a good answer for you as in whether it's a good thing for you or not so a good thing for you do you think so i told you i did an infographic on mind body and soul do you think that your health and living a healthy active lifestyle i know it says that like endorphins from working out yeah play a part in our mind yes and whatever it is that makes your soul happy mine obviously is Mm faith-based that's important to me but those things i believe is like a trifecta like you need a that balances me but i don't necessarily know does that like balance everybody yes because it's a biological balance too that you're seeking and the endorphins especially for people that have depression are very very important yeah. So that, yes, I mean, good eating habits, good physical activity habits, and, you know, your mental health is very, very important. And they all go hand in hand. For sure. Mental health is such a, a touchy subject in our world that I think people try to sweep it under the rug mm-hmm. rather than dealing with it head on. Yep. I believe, and this is my own personal belief, is that each and every person struggles a little bit mentally. I don't... Do you agree with that? Oh, we all do. We all struggle with something at some point in our lives. Absolutely. Whether we want to admit that we really want to talk to somebody about it or not. But yes, absolutely. Sometimes I come in here and I'm like, what am I going to talk about today? I have no idea. But I always end up leaving fulfilled because I feel like I'm taking I'm taking care of that part of my... Yes. Of my triangle yes exactly (laughs) even if it's when I started this journey for myself my my family was a a huge advocate in like going and talking to somebody a third party that is has an unbiased opinion to your situation yeah it's been a really good thing for me to have that balance because I I don't think you've been afraid to tell me when I've been wrong. And so it's allowed me to look at myself in a different light and and reevaluate those things because I think we can get into 
a habit of, well, I'm right, I'm always right, you know, and so it allows us to, to, like I said, evaluate that part of our area of our life. So I am a huge advocate on therapy, counseling, psychology, whatever it is you need to do to, you know, fix that part of your life. I feel like it's so important. It's therapeutic, in my opinion, to to happiness. Yeah. It's a big part of it, definitely, if you're having difficulties finding it yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this with me. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much, Christina. I know. All right.